everyone. Welcome back to 613. We are up to Ravi in Parshas Ve'era. In Saliyah, we, are, we begin the Esser Masar Mako. The Esser Mako is the ten plagues. We begin with the plague of blood as well as the plague of frogs. We're all quite familiar with the plagues themselves. Uh, but right before that is actually a little bit of an interaction which is, which is not so commented on. And that is an interaction between Moshe and Paro, or to be more clear, Moshe, Aaron, and Paro, and all of his magicians. What this is, is that before the plague starts, Moshe comes to Paro's palace, and Paro scoffs at him, and Moshe says, I'm going to show you a sign. What's the sign? He takes his staff, he turns his staff into a serpent, and then uh, Paro goes ahead and says, no problem. And he calls in his magicians and all his uh, people, and they go ahead and they also turn their staffs into, into, um, into serpents or scorpions, whatever exactly it is. Perhaps some say it's uh, actually uh, some form of alligator, crocodile, actually, which was uh, rather common in Egypt. And what happens next is that Moshe's staff goes ahead and seemingly swallows uh, the staff, or rather Aaron's staff goes ahead and swallows the staffs of the magicians. So there's an interesting discussion about the magicians over here. We know that God could do anything. God could perform miracles. That we're all on the same page about. Where there is a very interesting discussion is about what exactly was going on when the Egyptians turned their staffs into snakes or crocodiles. So the simple read is that they were using, as many of the commentators suggest, black magic. They went ahead and through invoking some form of uh, spirit of impurity, they go ahead and they also are able to manipulate nature and do something which is what we call miraculous. However, the Rambam uh, goes ahead and in his discussion of why we are not allowed to engage in sorcery and all these things, he says, because it is foolishness, it is empty, it is all fabrications, it's all a lie. That is the approach of the Rambam. Rav Hirsch takes this line of reasoning further and he explains that in this particular setting, what the Egyptian magicians did is they threw, you know, you ever been to magic shows? So a good magician is able to go ahead and, and make something look like it's actually taking place. But it wasn't really, there's no such thing as black magic. They didn't go ahead and uh, perform some real sorcery. Rather, they went ahead and they, you know, they dropped their sticks on the floor and immediately with some smoke screen, you have some people coming out and dressed in crocodiles. Or they send out some crocodiles, or whatever it is, but it wasn't actual magic. So you have this debate between what we'll call the rationalist within our tradition and the mystics. The mystics say, yeah, there's such a thing called black magic, etc. There's a lot of supernatural phenomena in the world, um, things like demons and shadim, etc., etc. Then you have the rationalists who say, what are you talking about? No such things exist. Now, Rambam takes one opinion, says he's a rationalist, and you have the Ramban and others who are more mystics, and all is good. You know, in their own time, uh, they had their different opinions, and sometimes the Ramban would defend the Rambam, sometimes he would ask questions on him, but he was fine with there being this mystic, this uh, non-mystical approach to Judaism, the more rationalist approach, and it was totally fine. In more recent years, for whatever reason, this has become a big matter of big debate, and I, I, I frankly, I, I don't get it. You know, someone wrote a book a little while ago, a couple of years ago, uh, a few decades ago, about, you know, uh, taking a more rationalist approach to creation and evolution and things like that, and it caused some an uproar. I, I don't get I don't get it on both sides, frankly. You know, in other words, throughout our history, we've had different streams, you know, about questions like this. Does, do, do, do we believe in, in, in science? Should we take the mass of Horatius, the creation of the world in the most literal sense? Does it take six days or did it take six billion years? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, there's so many bigger things to debate. Uh, it's not one of the fundamentals of our faith. Uh, fundamentals of our faith are we believe in God. We believe in, in, in reward and punishment. We believe in an afterlife. I think we believe in, in, in the, the, you know, in, we uh, uh, commit ourselves to, to the oral law. Those are fundamental things. These types of things, for some reason, cause so much distraction on both ends. Both those who came to attack and then those who came to defend, saying, oh, no, this really is a pathway in Judaism. It, 
I'm sorry, I, I guess I'm going on a bit of a soapbox over here, but my point is, you know, this this Aliyah is one of the first places where we find this debate between the mystics and the and the rationalists, and the bottom line is in terms of which approach is right, frankly, it does not matter. Take an approach that speaks to you, make sure you believe in the big things. There are 13, at least according to the Ramam, 13, he carved 13 principles of faith. There are big questions, and then there are small ones, and we, we lose so much energy and fight, fight so much over these small things, it's just not worth our energy. Uh, there are more important things to focus on. So that is uh, my take on this uh, fourth aliyah of Parshas Ve'er. We'll pick up with the rest of the Makos tomorrow. God willing, have a wonderful day.